So for this morning, I'd like to invite you to simply begin again, to start over with what we're doing here. Sometimes for me, when I've been on retreats, it feels like as the retreat goes on, I just seem to be getting myself more in a tangle and a knot about what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. I'm glad somebody, I'm glad that at least a couple of people are nodding their heads. <laughs> and uh, what I'll tell myself finally is just, Brian, just screw it. Let's, let's just begin again. Can I just come back to beginning this practice again of meditation and this real openness of, of, okay, I don't know anything about meditation and now I'm going to try to get a sense of what, what's come in so far and beginning again with it and going back to the basics. I, I find this so helpful and also it can help undermine sometimes my underlying expectations I have for retreats. Wanting to have this experience or that experience or have this kind of release and it's not happening and I find it so relieving sometimes just to begin again. So if that resonates for you, I invite you to have that, that attitude. It's like we have a, it's like we have a, a full weekend retreat now, three-day retreat. And now, welcome to the retreat. It's so nice to see all of you. I hope you're getting situated. You know where the meals are, where your room is. And now we're going to give you some instruction which is remembering, you just need to be the door person, that's it, just to notice. And it's such a simple instruction that I find that in my mind, it's so easily to, uh, e easy to confuse it, to bring confusion to it. So it's just noticing, in particular in the sitting meditation, having some kind of anchor like the breath, or if the breath is problematic, the activity of hearing, sounds coming and going. Or maybe the anchor is simply feeling the body. So having that as a place to come back to. And from there, feeling the breathing, opening to sounds. And when a guest comes that pulls the attention away from that, to notice that. Oh, thinking has just happened. Oh, judging. Oh, it has a feeling of excitement to it. So what I would call this after the fact mindfulness, the mind's been lost for a while, you notice it. What's just been going on? Maybe to label it. If you feel the body around it, a tightening maybe in the body, feel into that and then come back to your anchor. Just that simple. Noticing thoughts, emotions, different sensations in the body. All of these things might pull the attention away from the anchor. And then when those dissipate, coming back to the anchor. Just that. And I want to acknowledge, which I acknowledged uh, in some of the groups yesterday, I, 
remember, I'm just giving you the cliff notes. Like there's a whole novel novel there, and it's going to be feeling so chaotic at times. And we're just looking for moments of mindfulness. Just getting some moments in each sit, each walking meditation. That's good enough, right? I I, I try to do in my practice. I aspire high. May this go to the liberation of all beings. But I aim low, which means just a few moments of being mindful in a sit or walk. That's great. It's okay if it's chaotic and messy. We're cultivating a habit. It's like it, it reminds me, like when you play basketball, especially the way I play basketball. So you go out on the court, and when I go out, I miss a lot of shots, even when I'm not playing against somebody. <laughs> that's what's needed is I need the patience just to miss a lot. But if I'm willing to be on the court again and again and again, that's when that, that skill gets, gets refined. But I need to be there for the chaos of not making it. And this is why ease and relaxation is so important, the quality of kindness. And it also situates what we're doing here really clearly. It, it, it is true that uh, big experiences can happen through meditation that can be significant, like there can be a, you know, experiences of bliss or some kind of emotional release. Yeah, th- those can be significant. And mostly what we're, we're here to do is shape the heart and mind in a different direction. Just as I'm shaping how my brain works and how my body works when I'm on the basketball court, it needs the repetition. As, as the quote from Aristotle, I think it's attributed to Aristotle. I don't want to say it's, I'm not quite sure if it's from him, but when you think about how he thinks about uh, ethical conduct, that excellence is not an act, it's a habit. Excellence arises in my life. The heart opening arises in my life through the habit of shaping it in some way. We're just here to shape the heart in a different way through allowing it to soften, to be kind, and to be present in this particular way of being a door person. So ease and relaxation. It comes back to what Joanna was sharing around wise effort. Really so easeful relaxed. Also what I find can be really helpful when I begin again is is a, a quote, what comes to mind is a quote from John Cage. Some of you might know who John Cage was. He was a, a musical composer, but he liked to call himself a, an inventor, really avant-garde music. And there is one of his most famous pieces is a piece called 4.33, 4 minutes and 33 seconds. And the, the score to that piece has uh, basically two instructions. One is, is that it's a, it's a piece designed for any number of instruments. So it can be one or many. And then one instruction for those musicians not to play for four minutes and 33 seconds. 
that was the piece. He said later that a lot of times people um, misunderstood this brilliant piece he thought that he had of music. And he said what he was trying to do was trying to undermine our notions of what music is. Because we think music is when music instruments play, but music could be that subtle hum that you hear right now. Whatever it is. In, in, in the same way, we're, we're trying to do the, the same thing with, with this practice. As, as he said, this is the quote that I so appreciate. He said, I'm trying to become unfamiliar with what I'm doing. Can you become unfamiliar with what it feels like to breathe? Can you become unfamiliar right now of what it's like to, to notice the activity of hearing? how the sound of my voice comes and goes. Becoming unfamiliar with that, becoming unfamiliar with the process of thinking, of emotion, of how the body feels. Interesting, what's it like that the mind wanders so much? I'm so curious about that. I want to become unfamiliar with that. I want to become fascinated with that. Fascinated with the irritation or the joy or the calm. What's that like? So I invite you today, whether it be standing up or reaching or taking a bite of food, can you become unfamiliar with that experience? What's it like to help accentuate this quality of, of being the door person? So now Vinny is going to lead us onward. Thank you, Brian. Hmm. Hmm. I think uh, we'll just go right into a sit. I don't have much more to say. Yeah. So, finding a posture that imbues dignity. And as we turn our gaze inward, And we settle into this felt sense of just sitting here like this. Body in the chair, on the cushion, all the contact points.
we could say that body is the foundation that it all happens in. And letting the breath just wash through, just as it is. The simple instructions of when you're breathing in, know that you're breathing in. When you're breathing out, know that you're breathing out. Allowing the tone to be natural, relaxed, and friendly. Like visiting a dear friend. We don't have to ratchet down on our experience or bear down in some way. So we're holding this balance of relaxed but attentive.
just the acknowledgement that there is a body wakes us up to a whole world of sensation. So we rest our attention in this most fundamental level of experience. Wherever you're feeling, the breath is strongest. Allowing awareness to settle on those sensations. Sometimes it can feel like we're sitting next to a river and everything is just floating through. There's thoughts, memories, plans, sensations and sounds. All floating on this river of awareness, of consciousness.
So here we are sitting in these bodies. And as Brian was instructing us, how do we approach this body as though we'd never Like we just rented a car, a brand new moment. How does this thing work? So we let go of all our thoughts and memories about it. Everything you've been told about a body. We come out of our past and into direct experience. So we're letting go of the conceptual mind and really sensing this sitting, this body. Are we in our bodies? Are you in your feet? Or do you just have feet? Are you in your belly? Or is there just a vague knowing that you have one? Are you in your hands? Or do you use them from a distance? So here's the body sitting in, you know, relative comfort next to this river of experience, of phenomena. We don't have to jump in the river to stop things from arising so we could get to some imagined peace. We don't have to push the river. To get to some peace.
We simply note what's arising without getting lost in its content. Noting is gentle. We're not searching for something to note. But as things are known, just as my voice is known, just as sensation is known, thought is known, we sit and watch. And as things become known, they're gently noted and allowed to pass through. It's fairly easy to get swept up in more compelling thoughts. Find ourselves downstream a bit. This is not a problem. There'd be that moment of wakefulness or mindfulness. We're already back on the side of the river. Come back to this breath, this body, and this natural process of forgetting and remembering. The noting practice is not another to-do. We just rest in knowing experience as it presents itself. Knowing thoughts, knowing sensations and sounds, just as they are.
And it's easy to villainize thoughts as the enemy of meditation. But they're just another part of our experience that we can practice with. To be seen, to be known, to be understood. And this can be a rather slippery terrain. How to know what's arising without being lost in its content. This is a worthy place of our attention. And it feels too slippery sometimes. Come back to the body, the breath, base. So noting might sound like breathing, breathing, sensation, sensation, planning, planning. Space. Memory, memory. You get a sense of it.
everything just floating through, arising for a moment for our consideration. Seeing the impermanent nature of all experience.
have a little bit of time for questions this morning. Um, please. Many months ago, I uh, started reading um, Why Buddhism is True. I think that's the correct title by Wright. <coughs> Actually, it's inspired me to come here. <coughs> so, excuse me. So I was trying to, you know, I had many, there were many, on the website, many courses. And I picked this one. I, I like the title. And I think freedom is very important. And I, I often wonder why in our country we value it so much and the Star Spangled Banner and we incarcerate more people, you know, I think anywhere in the West. Um, but the main reason, that, as a side point, that I picked I, I, your, your program is I looked at each one of your faces and I saw contentment and mm. I was like, I better go to that. I never thought much about that. And also, you look cool. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, the, in the book, um, what I took away is the two concepts, that, and I think we've touched about suffering, but he also talked about nothingness. Um, and I'd like to, if you could talk to us about uh, nothingness, and it was like a, a big concept of the book. So. Mm. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm serious. Like, what is there to say about uh, nothingness or emptiness or some of the bigger concepts of uh, of the path? Um, I have my own experiences where things seem to fall away, particularly my identity. And there's a freedom that I can taste in that. And I kind of talked a little bit about that crumbling last night uh, when I was at that hospice program. So I've tasted some part of that, but I don't feel like a, hmm. the description of it is a real pale comparison to the experience of it. So it's like trying to talk about uh, love or, you know, any of these really, uh, yeah, language doesn't seem to be able to frame it in a way that seems satisfactory to me. Yeah. So if there are moments where you're feeling that kind of spaciousness or emptiness or nothingness, um, see what you can find out about it. You know, inquire into uh, what is the felt sense of it, not the mind's ideas about it, or am I doing it right, or who's even doing it, but to just let yourself rest in that space if it solicits you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Please. This is back to the door person. Mm -hmm. and And so, and it sort of says no entry, like you're, I'm not letting you in. It, so that's my question, is there a place, like it's pretty kind firmness, but it's just, I've reached it. 
That's all you, bro. <laughs> so I, I'm just appreciating your uh, getting a sense of the attitude of the door person themselves and how it changes throughout the day. And I think that's another dimension to what we're doing here. I told you it was a bad analogy. <laughs> In the sense that it, it, it's not only seeing the guests, but a, another kind of quote-unquote guest is, how am I relating to the guests? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so wonderful to check in with that every so often. Like the, the phrase that's used off uh, sometimes, it comes from this teacher side of Utejaniya is, is what is the attitude of the mind? And at times it's like, oh, judging, yeah, it's whatever, you know, it's totally cool. And there's like this, this okayness with judging in that way. And then it, it, as the day goes on, it can be enough already in this kind of way where there's an irritation towards it. And so then I see that there's not only, I'm taking the example of judging, not only judging, but uh, not liking the judging. And then that's really where the suffering is is around that. Like, like I remember being on a retreat and it, was, it felt like it was the whole day was self-judgment. It was just like this rhythm of that and labeling that started to drive me crazy. And, and finally getting to the point of seeing, oh, this is the real issue with the self-judgment is that when it arises, I brace. And I start to have a feeling of when, when there's more of a quality of just presence, of really being the door person, it doesn't matter if a self-judgment thought comes up or not, because it's just, it's just a thought. And there's relief in that. And so thought, getting a sense of the, the, the door person can, can be r- really helpful as, as far as that goes. So that might be one direction to go in as far as that, this goes. And, and there is a, th- this is tricky, but one other thing, just to complicate it, just because, you know, it's good to have confusion. <laughs> there is a time, like sometimes when I've seen a certain thought 10,000 times, there is, there is a place to be able to say, to have a skillful enough, I'm not going to go there. And it feels different than a version but it's, it's, it's really coming back to what Joanna was talking about, the sense of prevention, of the skill of, yeah, I know, I, I've seen you 10,000 times and I'm just not going to go there. And there's an art to that because it's different than aversion. It's not like, damn it, I'm sick of this. It's, it's just more like the firmness that a skillful parent has. Y- yeah, we're, we're not going to go there. So I'm cultivating that skill as well, but that's a real art because it can so often turn into aversion. So I think it's important to get a sense of, you know, where's the line? So I think there's th- those are two different things that might be helpful. Yeah, and I don't know, Vinny, if you, you have something more uh, to That felt complete, yeah. So I wanna also just kind of acknowledge that there was, you know, there was some emotion last night, huh? Yeah, and it's beautiful, right? Whenever we can experience some, some touching in and some, maybe even some cathartic release, right? what happens in the room? What happens in the room is like compassion just arises, right? Because we might, you know, 
see our neighbor and feel like, oh, oh, right? And then, so that arises quite naturally and is very beautiful. And the mind wants to launch into action to help. Yeah, another beautiful quality. And we're in a retreat and an emotion is totally okay and even welcomed. So we don't need to do any kind of, uh, we don't need to launch into action and do any of, uh, any of, I'll speak for myself. I come from a long line of rescuing, you know? So anytime there's um, emotions, I want to help, I want to hold. And that's a beautiful intention. And we want to hold the container and know that everybody's being held. Yeah? So I just want to kind of presence that. Yeah. So stay in your own experience. When those feelings arise, beautiful. And let's respect everyone's space. Cool? Cool. Yeah. So we're going to end now. And we'll have some groups for some of you today.